I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello everybody and welcome back. Welcome back James and welcome back to our special guest Scarlett Moffat today to this very exciting episode of Is It Just Me? I'll be honest with you everybody. I'm Joe Elvin. That's the first bit of honesty. I don't know where that came out like that. But um I slightly feel like I might have forgotten how to do a podcast. So let's see what happens. But this is the podcast where we dissect all manner of trivial shit, to be quite honest with you, and put it front and center and give it the importance it so richly deserves. And I can't think of anybody better to do that with than the guru of our times, Miss Scarlett Moffat. Oh, Hi. Hello. Hi. Can you tell her I'm a bit excited to be doing a podcast? Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see other humans. Yeah. <laughs> Even if well, it's not going to lie, though, I feel quite nervous. Like, first day of school, it's been such a long time since we've done one, Joe. I feel more than rusty, so I'm a bit like... I know. I and oh, I, can I just before. say, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's emailed us and messaged us and texted me to say, when are you coming back? And the, you know, this, the simple truth is we've, we've just been quite lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, I think we've been, we're also been Zoomed by everybody else. The idea of doing another Zoom, <laughs> it was one Zoom too many. But Scarlett got us back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I mean, do you know what? Under these weird circumstances, I'm all good, actually. I'm good. That's I'm good. enjoying lockdown in a weird have you, way. Have you not found it a bit of a, what are they they're calling it, the corona coaster? Scala, yeah. the up and downs. Have you found yeah. that a bit? I'd be lying to you both if I was like, it's been great. I've been like Mrs. Hinch cleaning the house all the time. Like there's been some days where I've literally been crying my eyes out for no reason. And my boyfriend's mm. like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't even know. I just Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's the most, it's the weirdest thing where everybody has never been through anything like this before. Yeah. And that's what's, it, it, it's supposed to be levelling, but I'm not sure it is. I just feel like it, everybody has, we, we feel united in that. But then there are so many times when, even when you're talking to people, you feel quite lonely. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can even feel lonely even when there's people in your house. 
Yeah. You know, just because it's like the same faces. No offense to my boyfriend. He's gonna to listen to this and be like, you evil woman. <laughs> I say I say similar about my husband. I've been, my daughter and I've been really laughing because we've discovered that he has a work laugh that we didn't know about. Oh. Sort of like a, a gentle, politically polite laugh. And we're like, I've lived with this guy for 30 years. And it's like, who are you? Who is this person? Is that basically the laugh he has to use when somebody's actually not very funny? But he has to I, well, I suspect, but I don't want to get him in trouble. He's going to kill me. And I'm, I think I'm shouting right now. See, so he's here. He can probably hear me right now. Scott is this thing where like, and I've never noticed this before. When he eats an apple, he eats like a savage to the point where I start getting angry. My heart starts hurting. I'm like, why are you eating an apple like that? So when you say he eats it like a savage, what do you mean? Like, he just eats. I've never heard anyone make so much noise. Like, oh, and God. Like through his nose, and I'm like, I've never noticed this about you. But if I did early on, I don't think we would be living together right now because you eat an apple like a monster to the point it's where it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, if he, gets a, if he gets a little Granny Smith out, he goes in the next room. He doesn't even sit with us now because I've moaned that much about how he eats apples. Well, tell me, where's this on the scale of weirdness for you, Scarlett? Because my husband loves apples as well, and he doesn't eat them like a savage, but he does eat them core and all. I've never seen anything like it. What? Yeah, he's always done that. See, this is what Scott does, and I just, this is why I think he eats like a savage. Because I was always told as a kid, if you ate the pips of an apple, you would get an apple tree grown inside of you. Yeah. So I think Scarlett yeah. likes about that. And I keep going, be careful, Scott, because one... One day now, a big apple tree, it's just going to come out your mouth. You're going to burp or something and just... <laughs> but how can that take... I don't even know how anybody can do that. You almost don't like, need chainsaws for teeth. Yeah. I, no, I would be worried that my teeth were going to come out. Yeah. I do eat, and I only found out recently that this is the wrong way to eat a kiwi. And it's because I ate one before lockdown on the train and loads of people were looking at me weird. Because in my family, we have a like, do not waste policy that comes from my dad. I eat kiwis, just the fur on the front of it. Oh, oh Scarlett, you're a monster. What's wrong with I you? I didn't know that it was bad. I didn't know people peeled the skin off. So I've always ate it. And I did always think my tongue always feels a bit weird after I've ate a kiwi. But did, and were you thinking, oh, God, this is delicious? Or were you just enduring the fur? I was as just part of the fur to enjoy the, the nice fur. Endure the fur. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great metaphor for life. You've got to put up with the fur to enjoy the deliciousness belief. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, I wholly disagree. I'm not having any, any of the fur in any circumstances. <laughs> but that, um, it's funny you say that because uh, did you see there was that sort of listicle or that, that, that um, thing that was going around either on Twitter or about basically people who'd uploaded things uh, revelations during lockdown about their other half they've realized they're living with an absolute monster and it's people who like literally have 18 half used bottles of shampoo around the bath and it's people who literally open a bag of tea bags by ripping the entire box lid off you know it's that kind of savages world. yeah i, th really I think my, my favorite one of those was um somebody lives with and he discovered that his girlfriend cracks eggs and then puts the empty eggshells back in the carton and back in the fridge <laughs> she, she's got to go. What's wrong with yeah, her? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's just not human. But, I mean, well, I, I will suppose we're learning to live with, like, 
I mean, I'm sure if you ask Scott, he would he would have a list a mile long of weird stuff I do. Let's get him in now. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually sent them off to do the food shop, and I was like, while I'm doing this, can you just leave in case? Oh, get, getting a six month supply of Granny Smith's apples. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you? You've been doing your podcast at home, haven't you? Yeah, which I'm is absolutely really fascinated by yours. Isn't it all about weird stuff? Yes, it's just all about like. <laughs> Conspiracy theories, really, because Scott sort of got forced to do it with us because 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 he like doesn't believe any conspiracies at all. So it's just me trying to make him finally believe in at least one of my conspiracies. And which one is the one that you're holding out? You're holding out. See, I believe them all. I really want him to believe that we didn't land on the moon. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with it. And then he's like don't be so stupid. And I'm like, you're the stupid one. How can you say we went to the moon, yet you don't believe that aliens can come to Earth? It's very hypocritical, Scott. You can't expect us, little humans, to go about in a rocket, landing on moons willy-nilly to stick a flag in and then expect aliens from other planets not to visit ours. It's hypocritical. And, and what, what convinces you particularly about the moon one? There's just loads of stuff like there's practically zero gravity on the moon yet the flag's waving like when the rocket goes down there's no craters underneath there's like loads of rocks that have um c and b written on them as if they props and then the like hairs over the top of the photograph should be behind the like rocks and neil is it neil armstrong yeah for some reason, I, I was going to say Robert Armstrong there, <laughs> Neil Armstrong. They're like in front rather than behind. There's just low, and there's no stars in any of the pictures. There's just too much. Just well, I'm convinced. It is fun, um, conspiracy theories, but some are like really out there. Have you done anything yet on the Illuminati and all of that sort of thing? So we're doing the Illuminati next week. Oh, wow. Cycle. Yeah. I think the weirdest one was time travel, which we had Daisy May Cooper on for. Uh, and she actually believed me. And I think that hieroglyphics... So I think that people from the future went back in time to create pyramids. I don't know whether they'd done it for a laugh, to mess us <laughs> up or what. But I think that hieroglyphics are basically just emojis. <laughs> Scarlett, is there one a conspira conspiracy theory that you're not having a bar of? Is, is there something that somebody's tried to convince you of and you're like, mm -mm, even I'm like, no, that's not for real? Yeah, I don't really believe in lizard people. <laughs> I think it's a bit too far-fetched. I, I don't... Like my I don't dad know. <laughs> really? See, my oh. dad once told me that the Pope was um, an alien and that's why he always wore a big hat because his head was massive underneath. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, that is not true. And then, like, with apologies to all our Catholic listeners. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Even, I'm like, Dad, yeah. that is not true. And then I seen the Pope without a hat on, and I was like, You're absolutely stupid, Dad. And also, this is coming from the man who once convinced me I actually fell on a plug, right? And I knew that I fell on a plug. Ow. But somehow, my dad tried to convince me that I'd been probed by an alien, and that's why it was in a perfect symmetrical triangle. <laughs> Don't believe anything that man tells you. Oh my god! As a side, as a side though, there is no pain like standing on an upturned plug. 
The plugs are. <laughs> and, I've ha- and I've had a child and I can still confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true. Obviously, Scarlet Podcast is available wherever people listen to their podcast, wherever they listen to us right now. They can look up your podcast and see it there. Is that right? Yeah, it's on like BBC Sound. It's on that Apple one. Oh, so you're like yeah. proper. Yeah. 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 Am I? You is can teach us a lot of things. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's, that's proper professional, BBC. <laughs> so, and you had Daisy May Cooper on. She is currently the queen of lockdown social media. Have you seen this stuff all about the sea captain? God, yeah, I'm obsessed. It's better than the arches. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching her Instagram more than I'm watching TV. And as a professional couch potato, that is saying something. I just... We've run over episodes of EastEnders. There's a gap in the market. Yeah, there is. Get the sea captain and Daisy on. If you haven't checked out Daisy May Cooper's Instagram and her love affair with the sea captain, who is clearly some scamming person from Nigeria or something like that, asking her for money for serious operations. But boy, did he pick the wrong person. Um, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Hasn't he moved on to Kate Thornton now as well? He's slid into Kate Thornton's DMs, but he's still um, talking to Daisy May. And Daisy's I mean, done... he slid into my DMs? I'm quite offended. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's wrong with us, right? Hello. Yeah, I think I probably don't have enough followers to ignite the interest of the sea captain. He seems to be going for the really big kahunas. But, um, <laughs> but he, um, and Daisy made this morning, this very morning, has done a thing about she's parodied, what's that, the, the Boy Is Mine song? I think it's Brandy. Oh, yeah, where it's like the boy, boy is, is mine. mine. She's done that sort of like warning Kate Thornton off her man. <laughs> We love, I love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, ladies, should we get on to debating some very serious lockdown? I think there's going to be a strong theme of lockdown to our debates this week, but you know. Fine. What else I'm ready. Got? Should we do it? Yeah. Let's do it. Scarlett Moffat, James Williams. Is it just me who has. Uh, I can't think that it is just me, actually. But is it just me who has a love-hate relationship with quarantine life, lockdown life? It's a funny old thing, to be honest, because I've gone from, like, like I said, the first six weeks were, like, it was basically like having those summer holidays as a kid, but having them as an adult, wasn't it? The first six weeks were like, this is amazing, it's like an early summer, it's brilliant. And then literally, like clockwork, at six weeks, the novelty wore off, I had a pretty much a nervous breakdown. I was like, this is never going to end. We're never going to get back to any kind of normality. I'm going literally mad. I've got too much time on my own hands. And then weirdly, I had a, bl- I had a blip. And then from that point, up until now, I've, I've kind of just found a bit of a weird peace with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, I'd still want us to go back to normality. But it, it is weird how I, I'm, in many respects, I feel like wow, it's been a quarter of the year we've been in lockdown. When, and I know when somebody yeah. said that, to me, like, it's insane. But on the other side, I'm like, I can't believe it's been a quarter of the year. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel like, I feel like time's being really like weird with me. It's playing tricks on me. I'm being trolled by time, it feels like. Because on, on one yeah. hand, it feels like forever. And on the other hand, it's gone really quickly. Yeah, I mean, May, I think May had about 92 days, didn't it? That month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes, it did. Anyway. Yeah, how's that for a conspiracy? Yeah, <laughs> it was just never ended. I yeah. feel like we sort of, um, you know, when 
it's Christmas and then New Year and that time between it where sort of there's no structured days, like a Monday isn't really a Monday, Friday isn't a Friday. It's been this for four months, hasn't it? Yeah. Just them sort of nondescript days. Like I don't get that sort of Friday weekend feeling or anything anymore. It's just the days are sort of blending into one, but I'm weirdly enjoying myself. I'll be honest, I've never worked harder in my life. I feel like because I don't travel to work, I just get up and start working. And I still have that structure. I still, thank God it's Friday. I still wake up relieved on a Saturday because it's just been relentless. But um, I'm sort of jealous of the people who make sourdough bread or have learnt a language or written a book or I, I just feel like I've wasted my life in lockdown. What, what I do think has been unfair about this whole lockdown and, and obviously the, the situation sort of, I think work-wise and, and economy-wise is I know people like me who either lost a lot of work so they've literally had far too much time on their hands or the people I know who are still in work, like as Joe said, have never been busier. So mm. it's actually been a, it's, it, it's been an experience of extremes, I think, for people, whereby you're either people like me who has ticked every lockdown fucking cliche in the world. I have made <laughs> bread, I've done DIY. Have you made banana bread? Have you made oh, banana bread? Oh, Scarlett, banana bread is now a weekly thing. I make banana bread every week. And I now, I've turned to that person. I, I look, I can't bring myself to buy bread in the supermarket. I now make a loaf of bread every week. Like wow. a Stepford wife. But honestly, um, what the hell is banana bread? Like I I didn't even know it was a thing. I don't know if it's a southern thing. We don't have it up north. Everyone <laughs> on my Instagram was making banana bread and I was like, what have I missed a trend? Have I missed well, something? I, I mean, regular loyal is it just me listeners will know I won't allow a banana to cross the threshold of my my house. So yeah. that's well, just even, I, even, yeah. Even banana bread form, Joe. No, because then you have to still touch and smell and look at bananas. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, and, got... they, and they need to be really disgusting and ripe. Yeah. Also, well, you see, yeah. so Thank, much that, that, that's the, Scarlett just did a retch and that's exactly the right <laughs> response. Also, yeah. I've got so much time on my hands now. I'm fucking with a banana bread. So I actually made a chocolate... I beg your pardon. It's all sounded a bit American pie, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sort of pimping the recipe. So I actually made a chocolate banana bread, Joe, which I think you may have liked because you didn't really know it was banana. It just tastes like chocolate. Yeah, anyway. as long as I don't have to see what happens to the banana. True. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. I was saying, so I feel like, you know, I've, um, yeah, on the other extreme, I, I've been trying to create things to do, you know, it's, and it's, and I, for as much as I'm not saying, you know, oh, boo-hoo, poo is me, because it, it, it's also quite hard having too much time on your hands. And I think that's been a real test for a lot of people. I mean, how, how have you found it, Scarlett? Because you've obviously been working a bit throughout, right? But have you had days where you've yeah. had days you're like, oh God. No, do you know what? I feel like I haven't really like beat myself up about it. I think it, it's very easy for people to feel like they have to have started a new business venture <laughs> or made batches of banana bread every day yeah. or learned a new language. Like, oh, I've done not, not with that banana that. bread or, yeah. Yeah, All I've done none of that, that yeah. In the first three weeks, I thought, this is brilliant. Um, I wrote a list of all the like shows I wanted to watch. I was staying up till like 4am watching Hollywood. And then like, I, I binge watched so much telly, thinking after three weeks, they'll say, life goes back to normal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I've exhausted all of the TV. I know. I three weeks. It, it really didn't dawn on us, did it? It only, you know, it, it just didn't. Although my pots and pans cupboards look amazing, I have to say. Like, amazing. 
that has been my therapy, just well, finally making use of the kitchen in a way that humans are supposed to use it. Well, the one thing I will I've say... I've absolutely loved the, like, sense of sort of community spirit. I think that's been really nice because I think sometimes yeah. we, we forget that we have neighbours and we forget that we sort of collective because we are going around our like busy days doing this and that and then I loved like going out and clapping for our carers yeah helping everyone out and leaving like food parcels and stuff like I really enjoyed that because I, I felt like we were all together again rather than fighting each other and sort of trying to not make any eye contact with anyone so we don't have to say hello. It's like the opposite. Like when I'd walk my dog, I'd get so excited of seeing another human. I'd have yeah. full-blown conversations with people from shouting from across the road. Like, how are you? <laughs> yeah, but see, Scarlett, I imagine that that's what you do all the time. No, it's not. seem so sort of like extroverted and so out there. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm like... An extrovert, introvert, I suppose. I don't really go out as in, like, pubs have not been a thing I've missed because I never really did that anyway. But I had, like, a lot of sort of house parties. And the, the, one, the one thing I will say, I mean, talking about the love-hate with the whole lockdown life, the, the, the plus side for me, uh, and obviously I'm trying to find them, but I will say, I definitely feel like lockdown has killed FOMO. Like, because I, I always felt I was that person, although... You know, I, I don't like going out all the time. Um, I did have that thing where sometimes on a, on a Friday night, I'd be sat here on my couch with my dog, and I'd see on Instagram people like living their best life on a Friday night. And part of me would be like, you're a loser. Why are you sat on your sofa? You should be out enjoying the world, being meeting people, being social. Boy, what's been brilliant about lockdown is none of that applies. You know, everyone is sat <laughs> on their couch locked indoors. <laughs> so it's killed yeah. my FOMO. I think I, might have, I think I might have FOGO now. Fear of going out. <laughs> yes. It's just, I don't know. I just, I just lost the will. Right. Don't you worry though, Joe. I worry at the moment that I'm going to go the other way. The second we are allowed to, I think I'll be saying yes to everything again. Literally anything. I'll be like, yeah, what time? You know, like. Yeah, see, I free. did say that like the next night out I go on, I will be helping like bar staff, like lock up, do the <laughs> stock take, <laughs> cleaning the glasses. I'll be like, just let me stay out for a little bit longer. I'll do whatever needs doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that. No, I won't be doing that. No, no. I yeah. feel like I've managed to sort of have conversations with people that like normally I would put off because I'm busy all the time and stuff. So like one of the good things for me is that I've got to speak to like the girls who I went to university with every day. Normally that wouldn't happen. Yes, also, I do feel like that's a good thing. And, and because in our old lives, we all thought the rule was you had to meet up. And yeah, we, we found that we don't have to. Yeah. And my general knowledge, honestly, I could be a chaser now. <laughs> I'm not even right. I, I could be like a mini governess. I could be like Anne's like sidekick. I know like all of the... Um, all the names of the seven dwarfs, that kept coming up in the Zoom quizzes. Like, I know, I know, like, so much information that is never going to come in handy unless I become a chaser. The next, the next pub quiz, we need Scarlett Moffat on our team, Jack. I'll say, yeah, because I yeah. definitely feel like I've got way dumber. But, yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Looking at Great. the new chaser right here. <laughs> Right, John James, is it just me who's really missing Pride Month? 
Well, I'm going to let James answer this one for his people. Well, do you know what? I mean, I think you know, this has been the year. Effectively, 2020 was more or less cancelled, wasn't it? Everything. We lost Glastonbury. Uh, we've lost birthdays, weddings. Um, and I think, you know, without being too schmaltzy about it, I think if there's one thing this whole year has taught us, it's about really appreciating things you kind of take a bit for granted. And I'll be honest, as somebody who's been kind of out and proud for god 20 years plus you know i'd kind of dip in and out of pride like one year i'd be massively into it and then another year i'd be like oh yeah i can't be arsed or i'm hungover i can't be bothered and actually this year i don't i think it's because it's a combination of having a lot of time in my hand so i've actually watched a lot of documentaries uh, and that's not just about pride it's obviously about you know the black lives matter and all that kind mm -hmm. of i've really gone out of my way to read and watch documentaries about all different kinds of things and to properly educate myself. Because I can think, I like to think I'm a liberal, well-educated person and it turns out I'm not, <laughs> you know? And I've learned so much. And one of the things I've really learned is an appreciation for Pride and for Stonewall and the Stonewall riots. And you know, I watched this incredible documentary about Marsha P. Johnson on Netflix, the first trans woman who threw a brick at the Stonewall riots. And, and you know, it's just so important, I think, for me as a gay man, not, you know, and for everyone to, to educate ourselves about this stuff. And as a result of that, I really found Pride this year quite a hard thing to miss. It really mm. felt like I want to be there. I want to be out. I want to be celebrating and, and protesting. Because that's the other thing people keep thinking. They, they see it yeah. as the big sort of, you know, pro celebration. But it's also, it started yeah, it's as a protest. protest isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. See, this time last year, I was outside of Stonewall. Wow. Yeah, because it was 50 years for the LGBTQ plus community where the Stonewall riots were. And yeah, me and my friends and my mum went to New York for Global Pride last year. And it was amazing, like standing outside of Stonewall and then all of the police cars. I mean, if you, if you don't know the history of it, research it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> small. Um, but obviously it was a, a riot and the, and the police, you know, there was a lot of bad things that happened. But to see all of the police cars with the, you know, the pride flag flying behind them going past Stonewall. It was so emotional. And like, right now, I would be like, up to me eyeballs in Prosecco. I'd be covered in glitter from our sort of breakfast time. Like, and I just miss it. I miss the feeling of like, getting ready for pride and everything that it represents. So I've, I've, I've had a few tears about missing pride, actually. Aww. My friends, I know it's crap. Well, I used to live um, in Ground Central for London Pride in Clapham Common when it was there. And my, my memories of the actual carnival were a little bit tinged with the sort of like grumpy neighbour. And it was always a bit of a, a, a central spot for our gay friends who'd come down from Manchester or wherever to stay. And I remember one Pride in particular, like 4.30 in the morning, some woman I didn't even know throwing up in my toilet for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, so Pride used to be a riot. But I think just to echo what both of you said, particularly what James said, I, I did a post the other day because I think being in lockdown and listening to it, and I've got this Peloton bike and I've been doing all these so-called Pride-themed rides and hearing all those instructors talk about what it means to them. And it really hit me how much it means to me as, you know, I think I'd, I'm able to call myself an ally in that I, I just, there's so many people in my life who I couldn't have lived without if, if they weren't able to live their lives as yeah. out and proud people. And it makes me feel quite emotional to think about how much those people have 
really shaped my life and my happiness. And I don't know, I, I've been just thinking about it a lot, probably more than if, um, if I'd been out having a party. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's kind of been good in that way. Yeah. I think the only thing I feel really bad for is like not being selfish about just wanting to go to a party is like first time pride goers. Oh so yeah. People that like, you know, late last year or early this year that came out and wanted to sort of go to their first ever pride. And that's sort of been taken away because of bloody COVID-19. <laughs> I know. But I guess that's the one thing that's really uniting absolutely every human on earth is that we've all had plans postponed and cancelled and, and uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, but, yeah. We still can do pride, but just different, yeah. I suppose. I mean, me and my friends, like we all got um, dressed up and we met in the park socially distanced and had like a little, a little picnic and wore glitter and stuff. So that was nice. And we just played Donna Summers on repeat. We had <laughs> oh. class. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it, Scarlett? I think, I think I think it's important for someone like you maybe to acknowledge. We have to address, I think, because you know, I feel like the thing that gets bandied around is you know, why is there a straight pride? And I have oh, that I have, really does my tits in. What, what I the feel hell? I, we we don't have to go downstairs shit in our pants to say to our mums and dads, I think I'm straight. We don't or, have or we hold have hands to. with someone in the street and be scared. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. Say, we never have to yeah. do that. Well, I, I hate to say, I, I, I mean, to draw a parallel, I really feel the same people that say, well, why isn't there a straight pride? That are the same people that say all lives matter. They oh, I know. Oh, that's as well. It's the same person. It's so insular. They, it's all about them. They can't look at, you know, anybody else's experience. It's all about them. And and it's just, yeah, it's so the same kind of mentality, I think. The, the same but people. But that all lives matter. It really is like going into sort of like, I don't know, a hospital where people are suffering from breast cancer and going in there and shouting, well, prostate cancer matters as well. What I know. are you talking about? Like, right now, this is what we need to focus on because black lives do matter. Not, not at any point is anyone saying, like, white people's lives don't matter. I think they're missing the purpose and hopefully, because we have got more time on our hands, people are actually educating themselves because... It's just very frustrating. I feel oh, I myself getting angry all the time at people. I'm like, I, honestly, I've just had to come off Facebook completely because, honestly, the amount of Karens on Facebook that I think you know, <laughs> oh, like, I just oh. need to stick up for my poor cousin Karen who's having a terrible time at the moment. <laughs> oh. It's a bad time for the Karens. Yeah. It's a really bad time for the Karens. Yeah, especially because <laughs> she lives with three woke teenagers who anytime she says anything just say, yeah, all right, Karen. So, yeah, I know. Oh, so, I know. We need to think of another diss for the Karens who yes. need the Karen diss. Yeah. But no, but it is so true. It's, uh, and it's like, and, and that's why I really admire that, you know, the people that uh, it, it's exhausting going out there and having these conversations, even when it's not particularly aggressive, even when it's somebody who's willing to listen. I mean, I, I got into a bit of a heated debate with some friends about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And, you know, it was me talking to a bunch of white people. And they all kind of rallied in a very defensive way. And then I tried to talk it through. And by the end of it, they all sort of came around to it. By the end of it, I really felt like, fucking hell, that was like quite, it was like going 10 rounds to somebody. And mm. I can't imagine a black person has to do this every day of their life. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so it, it is quite staggering. But I think 
I think what is really changing, I think, is the fact that it does really feel like people do want to talk. And I think this is what's been the problem. And I think this is, this is true of everything, whether it's trans rights or gay rights and you know, Black Lives Matter. People, I hope, are finally beginning to accept that, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's more important to be a little bit uncomfortable and have the conversation than to stay silent. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Well, that, that is, I, think, I think the fact that we have all got a lot of time, like during this stay alert, stay at home, whatever it is now, um, to like yeah. to think and to educate ourselves, I do think that is one good thing to come out, that we all have a lot more time to think about, just about stuff that really we probably haven't thought about in depth before. I think that's really but, true, yeah. So it's not all bad, this COVID crack, is it? <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've, we've, we've lost our FOMO and we're a lot more yeah. educated. So, you know, let's yeah. look at the right side. We're trying. We're trying to be our best selves. And also yes, Pride, yeah. 2020, Pride 2021 is going to be fucking off the hook. And we're, Scarlett, we're going to be right there with you. <laughs> no one is allowed to vomit in my toilet, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like, I draw the line at those people. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm too greedy. I, if I've bought my own drink and I've drank it, I'm too greedy to part with it. I'm not vomiting. <laughs> I'm not, 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 especially not down London, the prices of your drinks down there. There's no way that I'm vomiting that out. <laughs> And if you do, you'll just scoop it up and drink it again. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, lastly then this week, Scarlett Moffat, Joe Elvin. Um, is it just me who literally, I cannot wait to go to a restaurant and literally eat food that's been made by somebody else? And I'm saying this because it's happening to me next week. It's uh, happening what? to me on Saturday and I actually might burst into tears. Oh my <laughs> Honestly, and I'm only going to the pub. <laughs> I'm only going to the pub. Although I did once see Charlotte Rampling in this pub, so it's a pretty glamorous pub. Ooh, oh, it's a posh nice. pub. It's a posh pub. Yeah. It's a, a gastro pub. Yeah. Um, well, no, yeah. I'm, genuinely, it's, it's my best friend's birthday, 
And the second they sort of announced that the restaurant... Hang on a minute. It's not my birthday. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> How rude. And, and, and annoyingly, Joe, you're one of the few people that actually managed to celebrate a birthday before this entire shitstorm hit. So unfortunately, you've actually got older, whereas the rest of the world has stayed the same age. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so it's just me and him are going to a very posh restaurant. In fact, Honestly, I'm not, I'm not being dramatic when I say, when he sent me the text saying, it's my birthday on this day, I booked us, we're going to go to Scott's, this lovely restaurant. A, I genuinely had forgotten that restaurants existed. And B, yeah. I, I, could, I could barely, I got quite emotional at the idea of actually being in a restaurant. It sounds crazy, but somebody's been making banana bread and bread for the last oh. God knows how many bloody weeks. I am so bored, titless of buying food, I know. making food. I can't wait to go. And I, I, honest to God, don't know how I'm going to make a decision on that menu. Oh, I know. I want we'll everything. Have to, like, we'll have to just sort of prepare. We'll have to look at the menu online. And I used to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did as well, but I was trying not to look greedy. I'm like, oh, yeah. so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you got I'm anywhere booked, Scarlett? I, I, I'm a bit nervous about like, am I holding my knife and fork properly? Like, because I think I've probably picked up so many bad habits over just eating on my own or with my boyfriend. Like, also, I'm going with my husband. What the shit are we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like we've been together all this time. We've run out. I'm, get, you know, as Chris Rock says, I'm going to have to get myself kidnapped to get some new crap to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. And I feel like me and Scott are just sort of like, reminiscing on old times you know like normal times that's it. the only thing that you can talk about really all the news well let's hope that the restaurant staff have got entertaining things to say yeah. and strike because they can be our new best friends i mean i, I, do, I do think though is that it's going to be like hopefully going out in a new car the first time i feel like the restaurant staff the the chefs everyone's going to be so excited to be back in the game it's going to be the best i mean overhyping it slightly to be the best dinner ever but it does feel like everyone's going to be so pleased at this stage yeah that's at, <laughs> at this stage my, my standards for the best dinner ever are going to be quite low yeah. um because I, you know, I was saying to James earlier, we've got to the point where I can't face queuing up for the supermarket. So at least a couple of times a week, dinner is half a Weetabix and a glass of wine because that's all that's left, you know. So, and I, that's, that's the standards by which I'm living at the moment. So, cereal yeah. isn't just for breakfast. <laughs> no, and neither's wine. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Is anyone else nervous about, like, obviously when we go out and then I like drinking, like, gin? I'm nervous that I'm not even going to be able to taste the gin because I've been doing my own measures, which is, like, half a <laughs> And then I'm going to be yeah. like, can I have a double? Then I'm like, can you just put another double in it? Maybe another one. Re Re-entering polite society is going to be hard. I mean, we, we will need to remind ourselves not to turn up in a vest top and pants, you know, because that's... <laughs> That's how we dress for dinner now. So, yeah. And also the timings, isn't it? Because obviously, I don't know about you, but I've turned into a right nana. The sex, the sex, you know, lunch is now at barely at midday. Dinner's at 6.30. I mean, literally, yeah. everything gets earlier and earlier. So now the yeah. idea of waiting to go out for dinner at 8 o'clock, I'd be like, are you having a laugh? Oh, honestly, right. This happened, so last night, <laughs> it got to like half eight. And Scott was like, oh, what, like, what film do you want to watch? Do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, 
that's half it. That's far too, that's too late to be watching a movie now. I don't even know who I am anymore, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for the cinemas reopening, does it, Scarlett? People are going, oh, eight o'clock's too late to start a film. Oh, yeah, especially for a three-hour job. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, have you got a restaurant booked, Scarlett? Are you going anywhere? Well, so, be, the first place I'll be going is Santini's, because that's, like, my favourite place, and it's Italian's. But I'm, I am going to get a side of pizza. With whatever main meal I get, I'm getting a side of pizza. I think that's wise. And maybe chips. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, that 100 thrice-cooked yeah. chips. Oh, I can't wait. I can't mm. wait to try some thrice-cooked chips. I, honestly, I'm so excited. Although I am, uh, what I'm nervous about is I hope it's not completely soulless. I hope I'm not sitting in a plastic dome. I, you know, I just don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, weirdly, I can get my head around a restaurant more than I can like a pub. Do you know what I mean? Because I think yeah, a restaurant yeah. is a lot more formal anyway. And you know, you, you, you very rarely just walk to a table. You walk to a desk in a restaurant and then you're shown to your table. So it feels like it's a lot more regimented anyway. The pubs, I think, are going to be harder to adjust to because it's not going to be that free-for-all, that laid-back, you know, mooching about, standing at the bar, trying to grab a table as soon as somebody vacates it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, um, but I think just being out and about, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not an anxious person, but you're just going out and about. It does feel still a bit clandestine. It feels, feels like we're doing something wrong, even though we are allowed to do it. So it's going to be a bit of a leap, I think. Even though I'm excited about going to the restaurant, it's still a bit of a... Oh, I, felt, I felt awful the other day because when I was shopping, the woman for the poppy appeal came over to me and she was like, oh, hi, um, we just would... And put a hand on my shoulder and I went, <gasps> I went, you've just touched me. Like, we need to be distanced. Like, yeah. And she went, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry because she was like, for a charity. And I was like... I was like, you know, when you just forget, and I was like, oh, we're not allowed to touch. And she was like, I've got some anti back. And I was like, no, you don't need to anti back my shoulder. It's fine. Do you know, do you know what's really yeah, sad? But have you found, I had a dream the other night where I was wearing a mask in the dream. And that's the first time that's happened. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Lockdowns hit you hard, Joe. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. I think it has. Oh, no, my but God. It will, it will happen to all of us because it's our new reality. Yeah. 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 Because I've not really gone on back. I think I've been on public transport twice and I've worn mm. it. So I've only worn a mask twice. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, a strange time. But I, I definitely feel like, I think despite you know, what the, the, the media might be reporting, I still think more people are erring on the side of caution than throwing all, everything to the wind, you know? I, don't you yeah, feel like? I, I definitely so. feel like the people I'm talking to, my family, are all actually far more on the hesitant side than they are on the fuck it, yeah. over, you know? Well, I, I made a really stupid comment because when they said about restaurants opening, and I was like to Scott, well, we're going to have to start and practice now. And he was like, practice what? And I was like, well, eating with our mask on. <laughs> he was like, you're <laughs> <laughs> like, you allowed to take your mask off. I was like, I was going to say, like, imagine trying to spag ball, like, Lifting your mask up. And I was like thinking, how is that going to be practical? <laughs> but now I understand. Oh, Scarlett, I, I definitely would pay to watch you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start and practice, like ready for integrating in society with my mask and eating stuff. I think that pe people should wear a mask when they're eating a banana so that I don't have to see it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the new rule. There, yeah. there is nothing worse than banana breath. Oh, don't. I can't. Oh, I won't be able to eat now for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, you've ruined my day with that phrase. Sorry. Yeah. 
that's worse than that's worse than eating the kiwi fur <laughs> yes you absolute monster that's really haunted me that yeah right give it a go Oh no! <laughs> no, I definitely. Um, no, I think there are people like you out there, Scarlett. But you know, I, I think this is a support group for people that eat kiwi skin. Don't Let's worry. find out if you if we'll you're get, one of those people. Please email us. We'll yeah, we'll get you the help. You, we'll get you the help you deserve, Scarlett. Don't you worry. Thank you, James. <laughs> we love you, Scarlett Moffat. Thanks so much for joining us, Scarlett. It's been so lovely. Oh, to thank you. Today. I've loved it, honestly. And do check out Scarlett's podcast, Scarlett Moffat Wants to Believe, on BBC, did you say? Yeah, BBC Sounds. Thank you. Wow. Take care of yourself, Scarlett. Great to see you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you again very soon. See you later. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.